Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. We're starting a new series, as Mark said this month, uh, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Revived. And uh, I've titled today's message, The Reviving We Need. Um, it's really interesting that uh, Ella should come this morning. It was impromptu uh, to give that testimony this morning that Arnie had a, a physical need in her life. And uh, we all have needs in our lives. We, we all have the need to keep healthy, the need to stay strong, uh, the need to, to be able to breathe fresh air, to be able to breathe that fresh air into our lungs. But as believers, we have an opportunity to be able to connect to the creator of the universe, to the Holy Spirit who sustains us. I'm so thankful to God that his word declares to us that he didn't leave us here on the face of this earth as, as uh, he didn't abandon us. He didn't, he didn't leave us as orphans, but he sent his Holy Spirit to come and abide inside each one of our lives. And I am so thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that, that in, in my times of deep heartache or my times of need that I can go to the Lord and I can seek help from Him. Not only that, that, that Christ comes to dwell inside each one of our lives. And, uh, and I know that, that if you're like me, you know the saying goes, most of us like the rest of us, that we all need His help. We all need to be connected to Him. So I just want to pray this morning. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the, that your word brings life to us. And I just pray that as we read your word and, and uh, as we share this morning in this place, that Lord, you would speak to our hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I just want to start this morning in Psalm 91 and verses 14 to 16. I'm just reading out the message for this particular uh, passage and it says if you'll hold on to me for dear life says God I'll get you out of any trouble anyone here ever been in any trouble before yeah I, I think there should be a fair representation of hands I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me call me and I will answer be at your side in bad times I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life, give you a long drink of salvation. The promises of God's word, God's word to us is that He wants to be the one that supplies our lives with everything that we need. Yet, all too often in life, we like to do things our way. We, we like to have a, have a good old crack at, at trying to live our life the way that we want to live it apart from God's help, apart from Jesus' influence in our lives. And every time that I've ever found that I've tried to do something in my own strength, I quite often fall flat on my face. I, I just am so acutely aware of the, the intervention of the Holy Spirit and the work that God wants to do in and through our lives that we become dependent on what He wants to do through us. That Jesus said in, in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so to the believer, it, it's, it's up to us to remain positioned in a place where the Holy Spirit can, can come and speak in and through our lives. And that's what I've found, that, 
that it's up to each one of us to actually position ourselves to actually go after the heart of God. The Bible says that if you will seek me, you will find me. Jesus said this, that if you, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. You know, and I, I think about that scripture in, in Matthew's gospel where Jesus spoke those words. And I think, how often do I find myself really seeking God? How often do I position myself in a place to say, God, I'm just so hungry for you. God, I want to go after all that you've got. And so today, um, I want to encourage us to be people that pursue our relationship with Him because I believe we all need to be revived and our revival's got to come from Him. I must confess that, that I have a real weakness and, a, and, and an affinity to medical shows, particularly uh, emergency type shows. Um, it's, just, it's just something that I like uh, to, to watch as, as entertainment. Um, there's, a, there's a series on Channel 9 um, at the moment called Emergency, um, and here's some of the um, amazing people that work at the uh, Royal Melbourne Hospital in Melbourne. And uh, they do amazing work, and they find themselves put in situations and circumstances where people are at their lowest and, and things happen, and uh, they've got to think on their feet. They've got to make decisions. There's tests to be run. There's um, scans to be had. And the whole idea is that these people are trained professionals and they want to assist in reviving life back into people that come through those doors who are in desperate need. Their theme song uh, for that show is by a, a band called One Republic. Uh, all those Republicans will be getting their uh, game on at the moment, won't they? Changing, uh, <laughs> changing the guard, so to speak. This is how the theme song goes. It says, would you rescue me? Would you get my back? Do you want me to sing it? Would you rescue me? Would you get my back? Would you take my call when I start to crack? Would you rescue? It is a rap. It's a rap. Would you rescue me when I'm by myself? When I need your love? If I need your help, would you rescue me? Uh, I'm not much of a rapper. <laughs> but those type of shows really underscore two things for me. And the first one is just how vulnerable our lives really are. Our lives are so vulnerable. You know, if, if we don't have the right amount of oxygen, if we don't have the right blood pressure and, and things get out of kilter, very quickly our health, our natural body, our health can decline quite rapidly. And so it speaks to me of, of weakness. It speaks to me of fragility. It speaks to me of, at times, defectiveness within our own physical bodies. And the second thing that it really underscores for me is the lengths that man will go to in attempting to preserve the life of another person. And for me, that speaks of our capacity to express compassion, uh, love, and kindness to others. And I wonder, where does that come from? Where does that desire to want to express compassion and kindness and love to other people? And I believe that that, that comes from God. That comes from God's heart to want to be there to support, to want to love, to want to encourage, and to want to help people in their time of need. And that's exactly what he says that he'll do to us uh, throughout his word. Have you ever experienced a, a, a situation where there was an emergency in your life and you're waiting for help to arrive? Anyone ever experienced that? 
We heard today yeah, Ella had to drop, dial triple zero uh, to wait for help for Arnie to come. And let me tell you, sometimes when, when you're waiting for help to come, it can seem to take forever. And sometimes when we're going through things in our own spiritual walk, our own battles, our own things that we find in life, sometimes the answer that we're looking for from God doesn't always come in the time frame that we think it will. But rest assured, it comes. A couple of years ago, uh, we had a, a gentleman that was involved in a motor vehicle accident. For those that you don't know, um, I'm in partnerships with, uh, with Mark and uh, we, we have a smash repair shop here in Mudgee. And uh, from time to time, people smash their cars. From time to time, people mess up. And uh, this one particular time, a, a, an elderly gentleman had gone through an intersection and, uh, and hit another car. And uh, the, poli the police and the ambulance had attended at the scene, but the guy had refused treatment at the scene of the accident. And so the vehicle got towed into our yard and and probably about an hour after the accident, he, uh, he made his way up to our yard because he wanted to actually look at the vehicle. And when the guy actually looked at the vehicle, the, the whole uh, severity of, of the accident and the day's events really dawned on him, and he actually collapsed in our backyard. And at that point in time, I'm like, whoa, phone, triple zero. And... Um, making him comfortable on the ground, making sure that he's still breathing and, and making sure that, you know, he's still got a pulse. Uh, he had a very weak pulse. And, uh, but I remember distinctively waiting for that ambulance and hearing the siren come, and it seemed to be like forever. And one thing that really dawned on me was that we can only give what we have to give. And praise God that our God is a God who has an abundance of supply for each one of our lives. We're limited with what we can give, but our God is not limited to what he can give to us. And I just think from a biblical perspective, whenever uh, man makes a choice of his own will to lose sight of God, sin, chaos, anarchy, and ultimately death always follow. By the way, just in case you're wondering about the guy that collapsed, he, he made it. Um, he, he made it. So, um, you know, without the physical attention, intervention, and the intake of certain supplements at the right time, our natural bodies are in danger of dying. And we're going we're gonna to take a look this morning at one representation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and there's, there's quite a few, several, there's several representations of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. There's wind, there's fire, there is oil. Uh, we're going to look at water today and, uh, and, and how that relates in the life of a believer. But equally, without the right spiritual input into our life we're also we're also doomed we're also in a place where we can die spiritually in fact if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you're already walking in a place of spiritual blindness or deafness to to God and Jesus came that, that we could have life and have it in abundance and so apart from him and apart from his influence in our lives uh, we're, we're headed for danger and water is essential for physical life. Who knows that whenever NASA get their telescopes and, and, and send, us, send off their, their spaceships into certain places, unmanned uh, spaceships into certain places, they're looking for life, for evidence of life, or they're looking for planets uh, in other galaxies that could support life. And do you know one of the main things that they're looking for is water? 
does that planet, does that system have evidence of water on those planets? I just think it's amazing when we actually start thinking about, uh, just for a moment, this wonderful earth that, that God has created for us to live in. That, that it has all the right elements to support life. And uh, as, as much as man searches out there in the heavens, um, there just seems to be elements that are lacking for life. Anyway, praise God that we have this wonderful earth to live on that we can call home for now. There's a general rule of thumb. People can survive without food for, on, for only around about 60 days. But with water, man can only survive for about three days. We have need of water to hydrate our lives. You know, the, the human body is made up of a large percentage of water. And uh, we can lose it from our system very quickly and we must replenish it. In John uh, chapter 4 and verse 10 to 14, it says, Jesus replied, the woman at the well in Samaria, and she'd just gone out to draw water from that well and Jesus decides that this uh, intervention needs to take place and he says Jesus replied if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to you would ask me and I would give you living water but sir you don't have a rope or a bucket she said and this well is very deep where would you get this living water and besides do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. I become, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. See, the power of the Spirit provides to the believer what water provides to the natural well, to the natural world. Praise God that, that as believers, Jesus comes to live inside our lives. And the promise of his word is that he, he causes a well to spring up within each one of our lives. And sometimes we can find ourselves in, in dry places in the natural, but also in the realm of the spirit too, in our own walk and relationship with God. We can go through seasons that seem a little bit dry. But Jesus' promise to us is that within our lives, there is this supply of His Spirit. There is this supply that will sustain us. And I'm so grateful that God chose to come and dwell inside each one of us, that we can call on Him, that we can lean into Him, that we can draw from that deep well that He has placed within our lives and become refreshed again in His presence it's amazing what water does in the natural water purifies it cleanses it refreshes it quenches thirst and it produces fruitfulness flowing water has the power to move large objects have you ever seen floodwaters and we've had a few floods around the state lately and if you've done any driving of late you might see evidence of where the water level was maybe on the side of the road or the fences have have been bowled over but if you you ever observe raging floodwaters the ability that water has to actually shift large objects is is fascinating and i believe that that when we find ourselves in places of turmoil and we find ourselves in places where we're just looking for a breakthrough by the holy spirit can work like that water in our lives and flush out and cleanse and bring renewal to each one of us just as floodwaters can bring all that muck and flush it out 
Water can be passed through a turbine to produce power, hydroelectricity. The, the, the potential of water is just amazing. And Jesus had this to say too in John's gospel in chapter 7 and uh, from 37 to 39. He said, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not been yet given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. In Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17, we read, The Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. See, the, 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 the amazing thing that Jesus has provided for us is that we don't have to pay. Jesus has already paid the price. Jesus has already laid his life down for us that we can enter into that life. We're told in John's gospel, as, as Jesus spoke in, in John 10, 10, he said, The fifth purpose is to come and to rob and kill and destroy from our lives. But my purpose is that you would have life and have it not just okay, but he says, have life in abundance. And, and I, I know within myself that there's, there's more to life than what we are experiencing at the moment. And you might find yourself today in a place where it feels dry. Maybe you haven't experienced the Holy Spirit moving in your life lately. Maybe there's been, for whatever reason, just a break. Maybe you've had a break. Maybe, you know, you, you're not as passionate as what you were at some stage or another. But I believe that God is willing and waiting to move in each one of our lives. And He's waiting. You know, the Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and He knocks. He, he wants us to open our hearts. He wants us to open our lives to Him. And I want to encourage this church to be people that position ourselves to seeking Him. Just in the last few months, I've just been really going after God's heart and just seeking to know Him more. And do you know where that, that desire comes from? It, it comes from the Spirit of God within us. God desires for us to go after Him. And so I found myself lately praying that prayer. And, and uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm really acutely aware of is that sometimes when we pray, we don't necessarily know how God's going to answer. And so for me, I understand that there's a time change that's just taken place today. Did that catch anyone out today? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just lost an hour. <laughs> you know, I've just been waking up from 5 to 5.30 in the morning lately, and I'm wide awake. And normally if I wake up at that hour, it's like, you know, you, you might have a, a toilet a toilet break. Um, who knows, as you get older, these things happen. To so be able to hold on as long as what you used to be able to. Show my age. Oh, Morgan, yeah. Oh, yeah, pour it out. But I always find that sometimes, 
No, not sometimes. A lot of the time when we pray to God and we, we go after his heart, the answer doesn't always look like what we'd think it would look like. We just maybe pray, God, I just want to know you more. God, I, I just want to get... And, and we might read a scripture and, and, and God might speak to us through that. And all of a sudden we get revelation and it's great when that happens. But for me lately, it's, I've been just waking up at, at five o'clock in the morning. And on my heart and on my mind is a pursuit of God and his presence. And I've just been finding that in my natural body, it, everything against my natural body would be to say, no, it's time to sleep. But it's like God is wanting to wake me and say, son, come on. Come on, pursue me. Come on, go after me. Come on, come on, have a drink. Come on, lean in to the river that I have for your life. And see, I want to encourage us to be people that position ourselves when God wants to move, that we say, yes, Lord. God, I just want more of you. God, I want to see your spirit move in and through my life and out into this community that you've called us to reach. I just want to look this morning at three things. Um, and uh, when we think about the Holy Spirit, and uh, I know that there's a lot of different churches that have probably a lot of different teaching about the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to get too involved in that today. But I just want to look at who can receive and who can be revived by the Holy Spirit. This is what the Word tells us. And number one is anyone who has ears to hear. Jesus said this uh, a lot throughout his, uh, the Gospel. He also said it in, in Revelation. He who has ears, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And Jesus gives, gives an amazing illustration in Mark's gospel in chapter 4. And he talks about the farmer and the seed. And the seed was good. Jesus finishes that, uh, that parable. And you might recall it, you know, that some seed goes and falls on the path. And some seed falls on good ground. And, and the birds come and, and all that sort of stuff. But he finishes that and he says, He who has an ear, let him hear. And I believe that those who have ears to hear allow the word to bear fruit to the glory of God. We allow the Word of God that has come into our lives. We allow the Word of God. We allow the Spirit of God to produce fruit in our lives. God wants us to be fruitful. He said that in the book of Genesis, He said, Be fruitful and multiply. And Jesus wants that for His church. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to produce the gifts of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, sorry, in our lives. And so we've got to take Jesus' word seriously and pursue a life of continually seeking after him and his will for our lives. Number two, I believe that who can be revived by the Holy Spirit? Anyone who is thirsty. But what are we thirsty for? As Ella was sharing this morning about, are we thirsty for judging other people? Are we critical of others? Are we always looking for fault? Are we always looking for what's wrong in the world? Are we looking to Jesus? Are we keeping our eyes on Jesus? It says here, anyone is thirsty, thirsty for what? Thirsty for truth, peace. Are you thirsty for understanding? Are you thirsty for his presence? Are you thirsty to want to know him? Are you thirsty to want to be with him? These are all things that, that we need to ask ourselves. What are we thirsty for? Because the word here tells us that if we are thirsty, we can come to him. The question to us, church, is are we thirsty for Jesus? Are we thirsty for more of him or are we just happy 
just poking along, doing life, going through the motions? Are we thirsty to know him? Are we thirsty to want to be like him? Number three, and I just want to uh, invite the musos back if we could, that would be great. We're told that anyone who believes in Jesus and accepts his gift of salvation. So one of the most important steps that we can, any person can make on the face of this earth is to ask Jesus Christ into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. Jesus desires to meet with people. Jesus desires that we would come and give our hearts and give our lives to him. So today I, I want to encourage us to be people that pursue a relationship with him. People that pursue a life of wanting to get to know him, wanting to identify with the word of God and, and, and God's will for our lives. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16 to 19, it says, I pray that out of the glorious richness of his resources, he will enable you to know the strength of the Spirit's inner reinforcement, that Christ may actually live in your hearts by faith. And I pray that you, firmly fixed in love yourselves, may be able to grasp with all Christians how wide and how deep and long and high is the love of Christ and to know for yourselves that love so far beyond our comprehension. May you be filled through all your being with God himself. See, church, God desires to fill us with himself. I want to, I want to be part of a church that is pursuing God daily, not waiting for three days in the natural like when I really start to get thirsty, but to continually drink, continually come to the water, continually come and be refreshed because Jesus wants to refresh our lives. But the challenge is, how willing am I to pursue that with him? How willing am I to, to go after Jesus?